everyone. Welcome back to the Alberta Roundup. I'm your host, Rachel Emanuel. Today for our midweek episode, we are joined by Nadine Wellwood. She's going to talk to us a little bit about what an Alberta pension plan would look like. For those of you who are familiar with the name, Nadine is no stranger to politics. Actually, fun fact for you guys, I talked to her a couple years ago when I was still working in the mainstream media at a little outlet called iPolitics. At the time, she was running for the PPC. And she also has a little bit of history with the United Conservative Party. I know that she had sought to be a candidate for them in Livingston McLeod and was disqualified. Nadine, maybe you just want to touch on that for a second, just to let people know what happened there and a little bit about who you are. Uh, Sure. Well, I'm a chartered investment manager and have been working in finance for the last two decades before I got involved in politics. And um, of course, as you mentioned, I ran with the People's Party of Canada in 2019 and 2021, um, just because I liked Maxine's platform that was based very much on principles and the need, I think, politically for change. And of course, when Danielle Smith was um, won the leadership race for the UCP, I did run for Livingston McLeod, and I actually did win the nomination. I did have the CA, Constituency Association, put my name forward to be their candidate on the ballot. And it was the executive, I still think, strongly under uh, a lot of influence from the previous Jason Kenney administration that just made sure um, I was disqualified. Yeah, well, I'm sure a lot of my viewers remember when that happened. So just that was a little more information about that. But today we really want to talk about, you know, the Alberta pension plan. I'm glad to see that despite, you know, some of your past experience in politics, you're still organizing and doing important work. So I know that currently you're working on something really big right now. You're going around the province. You have all these different meetings where you're talking about what an Alberta pension plan would look like. Back in October, the premier announced that at some point in the future, she is going to hold a referendum to see if Alberta wants to pull out of the Canadian pension plan. She hasn't announced a date yet. I know she has said that Alberta is owed a certain amount of money and she's waiting for the federal government to get back to the province and say, this is what we think Alberta's assets in the Canadian pension plan are. So why don't you just start by explaining to our viewers today, what would an Alberta pension plan look like? How much money do you think the province is owed. Sure. So I think one of the key things about what we're doing is we are planning on going across the entire province from north to south, east to west. And I think it's important uh, to hold the referendum first and foremost. So whether you're for or against an Alberta pension plan, I think it's very important for Albertans to get involved and partake in the process. But it's also more important to make an informed decision. And for so many people, they actually lack, I think, the knowledge necessary to actually assess whether this is a good thing or a bad thing for Alberta. And so one of the primary uh, functions and purpose for this is to actually provide them with facts, data, but not just the facts and the data and then send you on your way. It's about making it relevant uh, to you and to your family and to the future of Albertans. So what does that look like? So from an education standpoint, I think it's important to know not only the economics, the demographics, um, the issues around uh, the CPP, and the numbers, because I actually honestly believe the numbers are somewhat irrelevant. So we've seen numbers as high as 334 billion. That's according to the LifeWorks report. And then we've seen numbers as low as 120 to 150 billion. Um, if you look at Trevor uh, Tome, for example, the U of C professor. So that's still a significant amount of assets. And especially if you consider somebody like AIMCO who only has 164 billion um, in assets to manage. 
to me, the number is actually somewhat irrelevant because there are so many reasons to do this when you actually understand the economics, the demographics, and the immigration. Those are the key drivers of the pension plan and the biggest risks to the Canada pension plan in particular. And in those three areas that even the chief actuary for the CPP acknowledges as being their biggest risks, um, Alberta actually outperforms the rest of Canada on all of those. So for those people, you know, I'm especially hearing a lot of concern from people who are close to retirement age. And I think that's really especially where the mainstream media is fear mongering, saying this would be a very bad thing. You know, the government's going to steal your pension. What would your response be to that? Um, I think it's a little impossible for the government to steal your pension. So the only way that this could happen, A, we need a referendum. People need to speak as to whether or not this is something they want to do or they don't want to do. I, my hope is that we do it based upon reliable information and informed uh, consent and informed decision. And with respect to stealing it, I mean, the, it's very clear that in order for Alberta to leave the Canada Pension Plan, it has to have at a minimum an infrastructure and a plan that provides at least the same or better benefits to Albertans. So this is not something that, you know, I, I laugh because Rachel Notley and the NDP have been really fear-mongering in my opinion, that, you know, we're putting the pensions of Albertans at risk. We are actually, in my opinion, at far greater risk staying with the Canada Pension Plan than we are starting our own. Why is that? Um, the reason for that comes back to, um, I'll give you an example. So there's a false sense of security, I think, around the Canada Pension Plan. Um, I think there's also a lack of confidence and trust in the government, um, which is a bad combination for the UCP at this particular time because, you know, people believe that the CPP is this untouchable best in the world, which is not true. Um, it has its faults. Um, for example, unfunded liabilities to the tune of $1.14 trillion. Now that number is not getting smaller, it's getting larger by the year. Back in 2019, that was $884 billion. As of 2021, that was $1.14 trillion and it will grow again. In 2026, for example, expenditures for the first time in the history of the Canada Pension Plan and Canada the expenditures will actually exceed the contributions. So you can only then um, imagine how large those unfunded liabilities are actually going to become. Economically, there's some assumptions that are being made um, to prop up the Canada Pension Plan. And economically, Canada is not in a strong place. So Alberta, however, is very much in a much stronger position economically. Demographics, again, Canada, you look at birth rates and mortality rates, right? The death rate as well as how many live births we have. And the birth rate is declining and our mortality rate is increasing. Again, that doesn't bode well for Canada as a whole, but Alberta is one of the few provinces that's bucking that trend. We have the youngest, we have more people moving into the province than leaving, and we also have higher incomes. So from a contribution perspective, Alberta is actually propping up the rest of Canada right now. 
Yeah, I mean, that makes sense to me, even just what you said about us having a lot of young people moving here. I've covered this extensively on my show. My viewers know there's more people moving to Alberta than any other province in Canada. And I think a lot of it is young families who have been priced out of places like BC and Ontario, you know, speaking a little bit from experience there. And, you know, I know a ton of conservatives who have massive, massive families, lots of kids. So all the things that you're saying are very easy to believe. So then if El if Alberta was to actually leave the Canada pension plan, what would that mean for us as a province? What would the benefits of that be? Um, well, I mean, it, it's really for us to define. So what if we want to see better benefits, if we want to see lower contribution rates, um, you know, the numbers make sense. And from an economy perspective, I think it puts us in a, a, a fantastic position as far as better leverage also with the federal government and with Ottawa. So one of the biggest concerns I have with the Canada Pension Plan is the political interference. People believe that it is independent and it is on a day to day basis. Nobody tells it what to buy or when to trade or when to sell investments, but it is still subject to a lot of political influence from legislature and other government agencies, OFSI, for example, the Office of Superintendent for you know, Financial Institutions. Um, and it right now, most of those policies are very anti-Alberta because they are very anti-oil and gas. And I have an example, and this is we're trying to make things relevant to people. For example, Quebec has its own pension plan. Could you imagine if Quebec came out and said, hey, we are going to stop all hydroelectric um, production and um, we're not going to support, we're not going to invest, we're not going to provide any kind of financial uh, security and we're eliminating hydroelectricity. Do you think the Quebec population is going to support that? So for me as an Albertan, I think one of the biggest things is taking back control of the things that we can, especially around our natural resources. And I think this is such a huge opportunity for Albertans in establishing their own Alberta pension plan to do exactly that. I personally do not recommend that Albertans partake in their own demise. And the Canada pension plan is um, not very Alberta friendly from a policy standpoint. So, you know, when Premier Smith first announced this, there was a lot of pushback. I think some of the polling, the early polling that we saw come out on this wasn't super in favor of pulling out of the Canada pension plan. You're going around to the province, you're having these meetings, trying to really convince people or just lay out the facts and I guess even let them make up their own minds as to this is something that would be a good thing. How successful do you think these meetings are going so far and how, when people show up to them, what are kind of some of the concerns that they initially have? Um, I think the biggest concerns are about mobility, um, whether or not they can move across provinces or international and still collect their pension. And of course they can. All those agreements um, are already in place. Those are simple things. Um, the other one, like I pointed out earlier, seems to be a lack of trust or lack of confidence in the government to be able to do this. But again, setting up a pension fund, I know there's a lot of moving parts, but there's a lot of private investment funds out there that are large. And once you get past, you know, the billion, five billion, 10 billion mark, uh, you have access to the same quality of investments. They find you, you don't have to go find them. And people in the industry like myself and, you know, my colleagues, this is not a hurdle that can't be overcome. It's just going to take us a little bit of time. And then of course there is going to be a bit of a transition. 
So I think the fears that people have really just boils down to a lack of information and or the misinformation um, and some of the fear around making the change that people some people more than others have been emphasizing and playing upon. So again, really important to get relevant facts. And most people honestly don't even know what questions to actually ask because they don't understand what the key parts, the moving parts of this actually are and where to focus their attention. And that's where somebody like myself, having worked in the industry and having you know colleagues that are still managing multi-billion dollar funds to rely on as far as numbers and models and getting the actual data um, and then presenting it in such a way that it makes sense to you. We're not trying to you know, convince you one way or the other, although it's very obvious which way uh, I'm leaning. But at the end of the day, you know, we need to have a referendum. We need people to get actively involved, seek out the right information, get informed, and then cast a ballot, a vote one way or the other so that we can, you know, resolve the issue and uh, then move on to the next uh, big issue that, you know, we have here in Alberta. When would you like the referendum to happen? Ideally, I think the referendum needs to happen before the federal election. And my reason for that is a little bit political because I think so many people are so reliant on politicians to fix our problems. And politicians, as I think most of your viewers will agree, are a part of the problem. They're not the solution. And so I think, you know, people will become more laissez-faire. I think if we see a uh, Pierre Polyev and a conservative government come back into power in the federal um, jurisdiction. And the problem with that is this problem wasn't just created as a result of Justin Trudeau. I think it's really, he's exposed the majority of the problems, but I think Alberta as a whole needs to take back control of those areas of jurisdiction that belong to it. It's much easier for individuals for Albertans to influence an Alberta government than it is for us to influence a federal government. I'm sure that some of my viewers will be very interested in what you have to say. And for those who are hoping to maybe come out to one of your meetings and pepper you with some questions, where can they find more information? So we are establishing a website called the Alberta First Pension, and you can go to that website for more information. Currently, we are working with a number of groups, including um, Alberta Prosperity Project, which has listed the events as well, as I think TBA, Taking Back Alberta, has listed some events as well for us, and there'll be more. But um, our next event is actually in Caroline on Saturday at 6 p.m. It's going to be at the Ag Center. Then there's another event in Calgary at the Riviera on Wednesday evening at 7 p.m. We're going to be in Beaumont, I think, is already scheduled. Czar is already scheduled. Um, Westlock has already been scheduled. And, of course, we'll be filling that schedule out and literally doing 100 stops across the province. So definitely check the Alberta Pension. AlbertaFirstPension.ca, and of course, if you're members of some of the other uh, groups in here in Alberta, check with them as well. We are trying to reach out to as many and provide a united front to make sure that people get the information that they need. Nadine, thank you so much for your time today, and to the rest of my viewers, I will see you guys all on Saturday. I hope you have a great rest of your week. Wonderful. Thank you so much.